kitties welcome back to another episode of raw background noise the only podcast where i don't even ask you to listen all you gotta do is hit play pretty easy if you ask me this is the podcast where i just sit down and talk off the top of my head kind of dangerous if you ask me I was told a long time ago I wasn't paid to think. I'm starting to believe that they're right. Of course, I was also told that I had a face for radio. Kind of makes sense doing it this way, I guess. So how's everybody doing out there in the world today? (laughs) Did you have a good day at work? you have a good day off was it stressful did the kids drive you nuts did the spouse drive you nuts or did somebody do that one special thing for you that you really been wanting did they even pay attention when they needed to you can always find a release Some people like breaking things. Some people masturbate. Some people play video games. I like music. Music senses, it it tends to set the mood. At a boss one time, he can always tell what kind of mood I was in and how my work day went. At the end of the day, whenever I was counting money, if I was listening to classic rock, it was a good day. Wasn't too bad, and I'm in a cheery mood. If I'm blasting metal, no, friendly conversation is not even needed. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Didn't have to say much. It was just pretty much understood. Music is something in this world that I know I can't do without. Well, that and coffee. Actually, I had a boss once. He would call me up in the mornings. First thing out of his mouth is, how many cups of coffee have you had? If I say anything less than two, son of a bitch, you hang up on me in an instant. Wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Guess I'm not a very favorable person without coffee. Drink a lot of coffee. Nowhere near as much as I used to, but I do drink a lot of coffee. Hell, I'll drink a half a pot by myself in the fucking morning just to get my day started. Then I'll drink another two or three cups of coffee while I'm at work, plus a couple of Red Bulls. I'm even amazed my kidneys still even fucking function. Of course, if you saw me in my 20s, you'd be amazed my liver's still fucking functioning. Shit. I've put my body through so much abuse, it's unfucking real I mean, I went to an art college, man. 99% of the students there were druggies, and about 75% of the faculty were, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if it was in paper, powder, liquid, or pill form, I probably fucking did it. As long as it didn't do with needles. 
not afraid of needles and I don't have a problem with needles. I just kind of have a small problem of inflicting pain upon myself. I mean, if it's necessary and it has to happen, then fine. I don't have an issue with it. Shit, I've gotten blood. I've had shots. I've had all kinds of vaccinations. Of course, I was in the fucking army. You ain't got much of a choice in that matter. They don't even fuck with the needles. Whenever I was in, they just had a gun that shot the shit straight into your fucking arm. I've got tattoos. And I've got plans for more tattoos. But something about just grabbing that fucking needle and sticking it in your own fucking arm just for a rush. I just, I can't fucking do it. I I can't bring myself to do it. Like, I've done a lot of things, man. Hell, I even fucking roofied myself. Now, what kind of a fucking shit? I mean, seriously, what kind of a person would give himself the fucking date rape drug? I was that fucking stupid. Guy comes around, he says, look, I got a new fucking drug. They're called Rehypnols. I call them forgetting-alls. So how much are they? Five bucks a hit. Apparently, back in my day, it only cost $5 to rape a chick. So I said, okay, give me one. I popped one. Next, you know, I'm sitting down, and I'm drinking a beer. I'm watching Pulp Fiction. Five minutes later, I wake up in bed, and I have no fucking clue what the hell happened. So I go to make me something to eat. Now, I'm a broke-ass college student, and food is very fucking valuable for me at this point in time in my life, and my mother gifted me a box of 32 fucking frozen hamburger patties. That shit, as far as I was concerned, was more valuable than gold itself. And I had four patties missing. I was pissed. Now, if anybody's ever lived in an apartment building with multiple roommates, I mean, mind you, I had three other fucking roommates. Call it a dorm if you want to, but it was an apartment building. And I went to yell at the local food thief. Every apartment, if you've got multiple roommates, you've always got that one that's grabbing somebody else's shit. Doesn't matter what the fuck you made. Doesn't matter if you stuck your fucking dick in it. They're still going to eat the son of a bitch. They don't give a shit. They have no morals. And a buddy of mine looked at me and says, don't yell a dick. So why? He says, you cooked two double cheeseburgers last night, set off that smoke alarm three fucking times and ate every bit of that shit. I don't remember none of it. Apparently I had sense enough to go to my own fucking bed. That in itself is kind of surprising. But yeah, that was a creepy fucking night. And I, I have no recollection of that night whatsoever. <clears throat> the only other time I've been that afraid of something that happened to me was whenever I, I'd driven home drunk from the bar. And I don't remember driving home. That scared the living piss out of me. I quit drinking and driving for a whole fucking week. But then I went back to the stupid shit. One DUI later, I guess you kind of learn your fucking lesson, don't you? But... Yeah. Coffee, something I can't live without music is another one 
something about fucking music, man, that just, it's fucking, it's insanely powerful, right? Only with music can you move thousands of fucking people at the same time. It, it was insane. <clears throat> now, I've, I've, like I said on, on my last podcast, I've been to a shit ton of concerts. I mean, a shit ton of concerts inside small clubs, big venues, doesn't fucking matter. I've been to a ton of concerts. I will say the one of the coolest concerts I ever saw, 30 Seconds to Mars. And uh, Jared Leto had a shit ton of the crowd all up on the stage with him for the last song. Fucking huge closing. Big show. It was great. Coolest fucking pyro show I ever saw. Romstein. Hands fucking down. And, you know, it was just, it was something about that specific show that I saw. It was amazing because I saw it in Dallas, Texas, right? Rammstein, German fucking band, right? Everybody's heard that fucking Duhast, du, Duhast. Everybody's fucking heard that. Even if you don't listen to rock music, you still know that fucking song because it's been played on commercials and movies. <clears throat> but... <laughs> 99% of the people that was there, I will say, knew 100% of the words to every fucking song. And I think they only had one, maybe two songs that was in English. Everything else was in fucking German. I was the 1% that didn't know fuck. Yeah, the only only song I knew was Du Hast. And that's because I've heard that on the radio a 100,000 times and I played it on fucking rock band and shit. But yeah, that, that was a powerful moment for me. And the pyrotechnics were just fucking insane. I've never seen anything like that. Shit, that much fire. I thought I was at the gates of hell for a moment. It was, it was a crazy show. Either Gates of Hell or Travis Scott concert, one or the other. It's kind of the same thing, right? Now, strangely enough, the most fun I've had at a concert was fucking Nickelback. Right? Everybody likes to talk shit on Nickelback, but they've got a lot of fucking songs. Everybody knows the words to all these fucking songs. But... See, Nickelback is kind of like the Robert Pattinson of the move, of the music industry, right? At least in the rock, your basic rock genre. Everybody wants to fucking make fun of Nickelback because a lot of their songs get a lot of commercial play and you got these poppy girls singing along, Lynn B. all this shit, you know, look at this photograph or whatever and shit like that. Everybody loves those fucking popular songs, but nobody talks about the heavier songs that they did. Nobody talks about the tribute song that, uh, 
I think his guy's name is Chad or whatever, the lead singer of Nickelback, what he did for Dimebag Daryl, because he was actually good friends with Dimebag Daryl, and he did a tribute song for Dime after he was shot. And, and everybody fucks with him. Everybody talks shit on him. It's whatever. So I see these guys, the girl I was dating, she, she wanted to go. So I said, fuck it. I went, why not? There were some other bands that was playing and I really enjoyed them. And, uh, Nickelback's headlining and it came down to the encore and this motherfucker comes out and halfway through the encore, at least it was halfway for me, I guess, this motherfucker, he's like, hey, by the way, the encore's done. You know, we ran out of songs for the encore. We're just doing fucking songs now. So y'all keep feeding me shots and I'll keep doing fucking songs. Next thing you know, every time you turn around after every song, he goes off to the fucking side of the stage. He comes back out with a fucking red solo cup, takes a shot, does another fucking song. Sometimes he'll go back there. He'll come out with two cups, cheers with the fucking guys in the pits and the audience, do another shot and fucking play another goddamn song. And then my girlfriend, who was dying to fucking see Nickelback, loves Nickelback, had to come fucking see him, has to fucking leave. Well, I gotta go home. Bitch, this was your fucking idea. Didn't... What the fuck? Seriously, this was your fucking idea, and now we have to leave? Are you fucking kidding me? Now, and like, don't get me wrong. I, I listen to all genres of music. I listen to just about everything. Fuck, dude. I'll even listen to some Kenny G, you know? I, I dig on the smooth jazz. The smoother, the better, right? Uh, I listen to metal. I listen to rap. I listen to... Uh, uh, rock. I listen to country. I, I like more old school country than I do new country. New country is kind of like poppy shit, man. It's that Taylor Swift fucking country. And I can't, I like Taylor Swift songs better when they're sung by somebody else. We come as Romans does a really good job. Issues does a really good job. But, um, cause the songs aren't bad. I just prefer a heavier hit with the music. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, and like Five Finger Death Punch. Absolutely love Five Finger Death Punch. Then they did this one fucking thing. If you haven't heard this song, check the song out. I don't know if you're a fan or whatever. I don't know how fucking old you are. I don't even know who the fuck you are if you're listening. But... If you know the band Offspring, they have a song called Gone Away. Now, it's it's a good song. And, you know, it's it's deep and it's meaningful, but it's played almost upbeat. Whenever Offspring did it, well, Five Finger redid that song. And it's just, it's so dark, so morose. It was just power when you sing that song and it's just it's it's got something else to it and you know five fingers kind of like the nickelback of the metal industry everybody wants to fucking make fun of them right especially if you look all over tiktok and all these metal fans you know oh you listen to metal 
Oh, Five Finger, I thought you said you listen to metal. Fuck off, okay? Just because some people fucking like it. If that's the fucking case, you want to make fun of people for fucking listening to Five Finger to fucking Death Punch, then you need to throw away your goddamn Metallica uh, albums, okay? Stop fucking talking shit. Just because it's not fucking fast enough for you, angry enough for you, okay? We did that shit a long fucking time ago whenever we were listening to like fucking Anthrax and Testament and fucking Wasp and, and, and Sepultura. So, you know, why, why, I, I never understood, I, I never understood why it's so important to people to talk shit on what somebody else's fucking preferences are. Like I'll, I'll talk shit to some of my kids up at work whenever they're listening to hip hop in there. Right. And they freak out because I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, I am call fucking Cajun. Okay. You don't get much more, you know, goofy ass nerdy fucking white guy than me. I don't look like the type of person that can actually keep rhythm, much less recognize a beat. That being said, um, I give my kids some shit because they'll be listening to hip hop in the kitchen or whatever. And I tell me, you can throw some old school shit down there or they'll, they'll play some older stuff, you know, uh, they'll play some old school Kanye or some Dre or something and I'll come in and I'll be rapping with them and I'll have fun with them and everything else. We have a good time. But I'm trying to broaden their minds because the thing is people, we, we already know people tend to flock to what they enjoy, right? You don't really venture out of your comfort zone. You go too far out of your comfort zone. Then it could be something you don't like. And then that's time you'll never get back and time you'll never invest into. What I talk to them about, the reason why I like the old school hip hop is because just my personal opinion, but I think a lot of the new hip hop, it's all about getting high, getting laid and getting paid. Well, shit, man, that's everybody in the fucking music industry. That's what everybody's trying to fucking do. And that doesn't even have to be in the fucking music industry. It could be anywhere in fucking life. Get high, get laid, get paid, man. It's the three virtues in fucking life. But... Give me a story. Give me a reason what brought you to the music industry. Why are you passionate about the music industry? What's passionate to you? What really moves you, gets you going, stirs you up? I've never seen in any other type of concert except for rock concerts tour i've seen so much brotherhood camaraderie strength just because of the fact of talking about the fact that you know i did do you have someone that's feeling down do you have someone that's you know out of touch what can you do to help that person help your brother lift them up stop suicide you know you don't care about that in hip hop songs. You don't hear about that in country songs. You don't hear about that in fucking jazz songs or fucking whatever. And that I think that's part of the reason why I listen to rock as much as I do, because rock is, is a lot about life. 
right? As far as hip hop goes, Six Black, Six Black is fucking awesome. I dig on him. He's got that smooth hip hop. He's got a he's got a good beat to it and everything else, you know. And, and you just sit back, you just chill, and it's about life. Tupac was like that, you know. He he rapped about life. Whenever you were talking about uh, country, George Jones, uh, fucking one of the reasons why Johnny Cash was the man because he sang about life yeah Johnny Cash sang about life and it was that's what makes him real that's what makes him relatable you know okay so I I listened to Kevin Hart's book one time and you know I think his book is better if you listen to the audio version instead of reading the book, because if you read the book, then you just get the basic book version of Kevin Hart. But he he goes off on his own tangents and his own rants and everything else. And, and, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever, and you think he's part of the Illuminati, okay, so he's part of the Illuminati, he's part of the cult, whatever. He's devil worshippers. It still don't mean nothing. It's still a fact. It still doesn't take away from the fact that he's funny as shit. And some of the things about him and his life are real. One of the things that he spoke about is there's more truth in comedy than most people realize. And there's a reason behind it. You see, if you tell true stories with comedic timing or a slight comedic twist, then it becomes more relatable to the audience. And because it's more relatable, it's funnier. That's why some of the successful comedians do like they do, are able to be successful because they speak the truth. Music, a lot of music is the same way. Now, some people will talk to you about the different frequency levels and whatnot and, you know, which frequencies would build you up and which frequencies will build you down. I have no fucking clue all over that, man. You can take that up with the fucking tech guys and the crystal witches. Okay. I have no fucking clue on that one. But I know the music has to match the lyrics and the lyrics have to mean something. Unless it's Winona's Big Brown Beaver, because I'm sorry, how can you not love that fucking song, man? Beaver smells like seven layers because that beaver had Taco Bell. Dude, I I tell you what, man, I got a chance to see uh, Les Claypool, the lead singer and bass player for Primus live. That motherfucker is insane on that bass. I've never seen anything like that. Now, it could have been the fact that he's just really that good or the fact that I was higher than a giraffe's pussy. Either way, that motherfucker, I swear to God, he pulled out a 12-string bass and started slapping the son of a bitch. Jesus Christ, he was slapping it like it was his sister's ass in Tennessee backwoods. Uh, That motherfucker is just sick. 
and I've seen some awesome fucking shows that and I, I went to one fucking show. I tell you what, it was called the Iron Maidens. It was an all-female Iron Maiden tribute band. They even had their own Eddie that came up, dressed up on stage and everything. They were fucking awesome. They were rocking their asses off. And I swear to God, one of the guitarists up there, this cute little fucking brunette chick, couldn't be more than like maybe 22 years old, was wailing, just ripping away on that guitar. And... and I talk about this show for one because it wasn't the main band. It was a tribute band. So they still had good fucking, you know, they still played the good music, but they were good. And you got to hear your songs on another octave, you know, listening with, you know, nobody's going to match Bruce Dickinson, but these girls were good, you know? And another thing that was cool about this is one of the girls was from Dallas where they were playing at. And so she actually had family at the show. Now, this is a small venue. It's it's not a big major venue. It's a smaller venue. It's still pretty good size. I mean, you can host a few hundred people in there easily. It's called uh, Trees. It's... The venue is kind of... It's kind of cool. They, they wanted to be, uh, I guess... <clears throat> unique in a way so the support beams that are in the middle of the fucking building look like giant fucking trees holding up the building okay they're annoying as fuck when you're on the balcony and trying to watch the main stage and you got a goddamn tree in your way never thought that would happen inside a building but so i'm at this fucking show right and this chick she carried two separate personas, man. She would get up in the front of the main area of the stage and she'd get that ugly, just metal face, tongue out, gnarly, and just rip the fucking guitar. And then when it came to the fucking rhythm section of it and she didn't have to fucking wail on her for the solos and shit, she goes off to the side. She's in front of her family and she's bouncing around like a five-year-old toddler watching fucking Mickey Mouse time for the first time. And it just, it amazed me, you know, to see those, it was, it was nice to really see that, that different characteristic out of a person that that's natural, that's real. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, there's songs that's fucking made me cry. Hell, I, there's one song just about makes me cry every damn time I hear it. It don't stop me from listening to it, though. Then you got a lot of songs that all they do is just bring back memories. It's amazing how powerful you can tie memories to music. <clears throat> Shit, change the music in a movie. You could take a fucking scary movie and turn it into a comedy with ease. That and a laugh track. Shit, Friends proves all you have to do to make the jokes work is add a laugh track. You ever watch Friends without a laugh track? Ross is creepy as fuck and Chandler's just a dick. Yeah. I had a Friends moment in my life. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Married to a woman. I was with her for 12 years. Thankfully, we didn't have any kids together. 
But one morning, I guess she woke up and decided to be gay. So now, you know, she enjoys pussy as much as I do. I mean, I can't really falter for her. Pussy's really nice. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, and, you know, I tell people, you know, she's married to another woman. And everybody's like, oh my God, really? Why is this so strange in this fucking day and age? Everywhere you look, I mean, you open up a magazine, you turn on the fucking TV, you swipe it on your fucking phone or scroll on your phone, you're clicking on your fucking laptop. Everywhere you look, you see homosexual people. So why is it so fucking amazing that a woman one day realizes that she doesn't want to be with a man and maybe she's okay with being with another woman? I didn't have any issues with it. I didn't see anything wrong with it. It's not like it was a blow to my ego. I mean, it was a waste of 12 fucking years of my life. I mean, I could have pursued after somebody else that was going to stick around for the long haul. <clears throat> but like I said, it's not like it's a blow to my ego. I did everything right. Shit, I say I did it so right that she had to, couldn't go to another fucking man. She had to go to another woman. Well, I tell you what, that swelled up my millimeter, Peter. I tell you, made me feel better about myself. That being said, the most heartbreaking thing out of the whole fucking situation is the fact that of all the years that I thought I was Chandler, I was the funny one, I found out I was Ross. That hurt. Yeah. It wasn't pleasant. Either way. Yeah, that bitch fucked up a good song for me, too. See, I, I had this, I, I was one of those hopeless romantic guys, you know. I believe that the word divorce does not belong in my vocabulary. Yeah, I was that jagoff. And uh, I believed I was only going to get married once. Well, I was her second. Her new wife is not her third. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, uh, I even, I think we got together in July. I proposed in December, Christmas morning. Again, I was that jack off. Proposed Christmas morning, and then we got married on our one year anniversary of being together. No, I know some of you know, wow, that was really quick. Yeah, that was really stupid. Yeah, we got married on our one-year anniversary, and I didn't believe the word divorce was ever going to be in my vocabulary. Thank God I learned how to spell it. That was an interesting 12 years of my life. That's a book in itself. Surviving narcissism. It's not an easy task. But the song she fucked up for me. Okay, so my mom absolutely fucking loved George Strait. Because, I mean, he's the king of fucking country, right? There's a reason why he's the king of country. So, and the, the one song he's got, I cross my heart. Absolutely love that fucking song. That was my mom's favorite song. <clears throat> well, my mom couldn't be at my wedding because she passed away in 03. 
And I married the narcissist in 05. So, yeah. We had a picture of her there. And, and that was our song that we played for our unity candle. Why the fuck do people even like those damn things? That's some of the dumbest shit ever. Stand around and staring deeply into each other's eyes to light a unity candle so everybody else can look at you and go, oh, they look so pretty. No, that's just dumb as shit. But yeah, that was our wedding song. I still enjoy the song. I just can't stand the cunt. And yes, I said the C word. <clears throat> yeah, I sure did. Now, I've already had some people that's listened to my podcast and tell me that I have a potty mouth. Yes, I have a potty mouth. That's never going to change. As far as I'm concerned, whenever it comes to the language that you're using, it depends on the contents that the context that you're using it. <clears throat> I mean, as I was talking to my dad, my dad was telling me that I shouldn't curse because curse words are a sin. I told dad, I said, you know, if I called you a stinky poo face, as far as God's concerned, that's the same thing as calling you a fucking shit bag. See where I'm going with this? Just because I say words that people think are bad doesn't mean shit. Maybe one day we'll finally learn and we can be offended and it won't fucking kill us. You'd figure with this day and age as easy it is to fucking swipe and click and get the fucking offense out from in front of your eyes. Oh no, we have to be social justice warriors and we have to defend those that can't defend themselves because they don't understand and don't realize how they're being offended. Jesus fuck's sake, people. If we put as much effort into feeding our homeless and taking care of our vets as we do being worried about what the fuck somebody else is saying, doing, thinking, or fucking stroking, for Christ's sake, man. It's unfucking real. See, and as I mentioned, the vets, that's another reason why I like Five Finger Death Punch. They got a song out, you know, wrong side of heaven, right side of hell. And that one is a tribute to the vets. And they had a jersey that sold in 100% of the profits of that jersey sale went to the Wounded Warriors Foundation or some fallen vets foundation. You don't see shit like that. How many fucking hip hop stars other than Ice Cube that I know of, because I know Ice Cube is doing it, but how many fucking hip hop stars are actually helping the black communities? How many fucking movie stars are actually helping out local communities in the areas that they live in? How many fucking people we, we idolize and we look up to all of these fucking famous people, right? None of them tell us the fucking truth. Everything they do is a fucking facade. And they hoard 
all of their fucking money and don't help out anybody, right? All at the same time screaming the same thing that all the liberals are screaming. We need to tax the rich, tax the rich. Bitch, you are the rich. And you're still not doing shit. And what the fuck are the taxes going to do? So you're going to let the government come in and take somebody else's fucking money and distribute it? Yeah, they've done a bang up fucking job so far. Why don't you go take a look at the streets of fucking San Francisco? I can promise you right now there ain't no there ain't no amount of kumbayas that's going to fix any of that shit. Yeah. It's getting bad. Thankfully, concerts are coming back. I'm going to uh, to welcome the Rockville. If any of y'all are listening, if any of y'all are going, look me up. We'll have a chat. I'll buy you a drink, maybe. Um, Kiss is going to be headlining on Thursday night. Now, now hear, hear me. Here's the thing. The show starts on Thursday. Last night of it is on Sunday. So the big headliners you would think would be somewhere on Friday, Saturday, right? Kiss is kicking it off. Now, yes, I, I do like some Kiss songs, but I'm going to say something that's going to piss off probably a lot of fucking people. And honestly, I can give two shits. Kiss is fucking overrated. I said it. Yes. What the fuck are you going to do about it? <clears throat> Sorry. Talking to my cat. I think a kiss is overrated. Yeah, they've got some good songs, man, but <clears throat> for the jackass like Gene Simmons to come out and say rock and roll is fucking dead or Paul Stanley to come out and say some stupid shit like that. That was one of them. I know that, but I forget when they fucking said it. I was still living in Texas at the time. But that's just, that's fucking irritating. <clears throat> I have listened to rock music all of my life. I've worked for rock stars. <clears throat> I've partied with rock stars. They are some of the most misunderstood musicians out there. And for someone as commercialized as fucking Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons to come off of their fucking reality TV shows and say that rock and roll is dead is just fucking horseshit to me. Rock changes with the times. Rock changes with the sound. Because if it didn't fucking change, it'd still be called fucking blues. Country would still be called fucking gospel. And when people want to try to colorize the music genre, by saying only rock, white people sing rock and living color. I mean, not in living color, living color, seven dust, Jimmy fucking Hendrix, right? 
this was rock and roll. It, even Motown was classified as rock and roll whenever it came out. Motown wasn't called Motown back then. It wasn't called soul back then. It was called rock. Because it wasn't country and it wasn't gospel. Why is it so necessary to categorize everything too? You can't have just rock music. No, you got rock, you got metal, you got new metal, you got grunge, you got alternative, you got pop, you got fucking uh, uh, adult contemporary. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Whatever happened to just fucking rock? I mean, the only kinds of rock you should have is classic rock and new rock. Other than that, that's fucking it. I mean, you don't have fucking 12 different fucking genres of country. You ain't got all that shit in fucking jazz. And they, I, I guess they started some of that shit up with the hip hop, right? It's like, no, it's a, it's dub rap or mumble rap or it's auto-tune rap or some kind of other fucking rap. And, and uh, joke doesn't apply to me, but it's still kind of funny as hell. I heard someone say it once, you know, uh, what was it? What does candy and music have in common? You start by throwing away the wrapper. I listen to rap, so I got no room to talk on that one, but it was still kind of funny as shit. I still have to say my favorite joke, dude, I, I, I have a thing for fucking corny jokes, man. Call them dad jokes, call them bad jokes. I don't give a shit. But two of the favorite corny fucking jokes. First one is, how do you get a Twinkie pregnant? You stick it in a box of ding-dongs. The other one is, how do you clean out a condom? You turn it inside out and shake the fuck out of it. Now, what's funny is I've told the Twinkie joke, and I always thought that was a pretty tame, pretty calm joke, right? Apparently, no, some people still find that offensive because I use the word pregnant. Therefore, it implies sex. And because sex is implicated or implied or whatever, uh, yeah, it's now classified as offensive. And this was in college, I was told this. Like, gee, I thought we were all adults and understood that people actually do have sex in the world. Guess I was mistaken. Now, my go-to favorite band. Who's your go-to favorite band? Do you have ones that you rely on that you always want to go to? Or do you have bands that depend on your mood? Like if I'm in a bad mood, oh my God, there's nothing like throwing on either some old school corn or some kitty. 
fucking love kitty throwing kitty and just start your day with brackish. Fucking love that song. Then I have my shower songs. These are the ones you always want to sing to, right? Now, the only problem is if I try to sing, I sound like a rabid gerbil trying to suffer from cerebral palsy and orgasm at the same goddamn time. It's just, it's horrendous. But I'm a superstar in the car and I am awesome in the shower. My favorites I always go to, Freshman by Verve Pipe. That's like one of three songs they were able to actually get sold. Everything else just crashed. Um, she talks to angels from Black Crows. Fucking phenomenal song. Love that song. And I found a new one that I love. Is um, It's a remake of Wicked Games, the old Chris Isaac song, but it's done by uh, Stone Sour, fucking Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, that motherfucker never ceases to amaze me. He's got an amazing singing voice. He can fucking talk really fast, fucking rapping and shit with the fucking slipknot and then scream and yell and growl and then turn around and fucking sing. And he writes some of the most just, oh my God, like, okay, so snuff by slipknot, right? The only fucking ballad slipknot ever did. The best line in this song is I only wish you weren't my friend so I could hurt you in the end. Jesus Christ, how fucking powerful is that? Of course, another thing Corey Taylor always says that I truly enjoy is stop making stupid people famous. Look, I only got two words for you if you want to argue with me on that one. is honey fucking boo-boo, okay? How the fuck that roly-poly ever got a goddamn show from the damn toddlers and tears? I have no fucking clue. And, and we just we just kept tuning in. Just kept tuning in. It was never ending. Jesus Christ, even Mama June became a fucking running joke in pop culture or on a Deadpool movie. <sighs> and then it was a running thing, you know. If you think you're ugly and single, just remember even Mama June's got a boyfriend. It's people like that that's proven that God even has a sense of humor. Because there's no way you can do that shit without laughing. Now, my go-to favorite band that I usually tell everybody, because I, I, I love most everything that they've done, is Incubus. Now, I haven't listened to much of any of their newer stuff. I think the last my last album that I've, I listened to was that one right after Light Grenade. I forget the name of that one. And that's kind of when I started dying off. But then it's... I've noticed it's hard to keep up with new music unless it's pop, right? Because when you listen to pop music, let's say if you listen to Top 40, anything Kiss FM, doesn't matter what station it is, there's Kiss FM all over the fucking nation, thanks to Clear Channel. 
but you'll hear like the same fucking 12 songs over and over and over again until they get implanted into your fucking brain and then you can't fucking forget these sons of bitches next thing you know you're waking up in the middle of the fucking night singing fucking fireworks by Katy Perry and you have no idea why the hell that goddamn song is even in your fucking head but if you try to listen to rock stations what I found out every time I try to listen to local rock stations, a shit ton of it is packed with fucking classic rock. So you got about 75% of fucking classic rock being played in your damn station. And then you got 25% of the new stuff. So are they just not making new stuff or are we just not putting it out? Now, I know there's new stuff available because whenever I listen to satellite radio, I can hear the new stuff and nothing but the new stuff on satellite radio. But whenever you listen to local stations, they give you a shit ton of classic rock. But if you want to listen to only classic rock, well, they have a local radio station that's just a couple of turns down the dial that plays nothing but classic rock. So can somebody please explain to me why the fuck we've got two stations that play classic rock, but one of them plays partially new rock, but we don't have a station that plays only new rock. Now we have stations that play only new country. We have stations that play only new hip hop and we have stations that play only new pop. But why the fuck don't we have stations that play only new rock? That makes no goddamn sense to me. I just don't fucking get it. And I'm old. I mean, I'm like old, old, I'm midlife, I'm 45. But I like the new stuff. I mean, I get kids that look at me funny because I know who the fuck I tray you is. And I'm not talking about the kid from fucking uh, 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 Never Ending Story, the band. Music has created people. You have your hippies. You have your metalheads. And then you got your emos. Those kids scare the fuck out of me. Now, mind you, the girls do look really hot, like dressed all in black, all kinds of pale with the colored fucking hair and shit. And I just... I do some naughty things to them, but uh, the guys is something I, I think I read somewhere like emo girls, like sissy boys. I'm like, what the fuck? Seriously? All you want to do is sit around, cry all the time and cut yourself. Jesus Christ. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the bands and everything, but you can always recognize that one emo kid. All you have to do is walk in their house and somewhere in their house, there's a fucking shrine to the black parade from my chemical romance. Either that or they secretly got like a bunch of black fell brides and bullet from my Valentine fucking shirts tucked away somewhere. <sighs> Music is an interesting thing. People trip out whenever they look at my Spotify, dude. You can see on my Spotify, I've got anything from Celine Dion to fucking Slipknot to fucking Kenny G to even Travis Tritt. Nora Jones. Love her. 
highly underrated. Now you won't catch me watching the fucking mass singer shit. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't do the mass singer. I did American Idol for a little while. That was interesting. Uh, I, I absolutely fell in love with So You Think You Can Dance. But Mass Singer, uh, I can't do that one. And you know, you can't find fucking places to go to karaoke really anymore. Karaoke used to be a fucking thing. They need to bring it back. Nothing like getting drunk and doing a bunch of bad singing in public. Yeah, everybody looks like a jackass and we all have fun. You always got to have that one redneck drunken rendition of Simple Man. And then you always got to have the asshole in the back screaming, Free Bird! Now here's one for you, kitties. This might catch me a little bit of trouble. Now where I'm from in Texas, this would be considered blasphemy, but um, <clears throat> I think Shinedown's acoustic version of Simple Man is better than the original. I said it. Now you can send me your hate mail if you want to. Just remember the uh, the email address: lowdowndirtyshane s h a n e lowdowndirtyshane twenty at gmail dot com. Send me all the hate mail you want. I'll read it for you too. If anybody else out there has any ideas of what they want me to talk about, <clears throat> any special request or whatever, send me an email. I'll read it. And like I got anything else to do. Like I said, all I do is I get up, I go to work, I come home, I'm either streaming or scrolling. I guess now I'm talking. What time is it? It's getting about that time, folks. I've been talking for a minute. Well, hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you got a little something out of it. Uh, maybe this is something to do and something for me. Who knows? Mm. Until next time, kitties. Mm.